Hello and welcome to jasonnewland.com My name is Jason, I'm bored already before I even, just the same introduction every time Welcome to Let Me Buy You to Sleep My name is Jason Newland so yeah, this is Let Me Bore You to Sleep. Um, 101. So, we passed the century, ladies and gentlemen. We passed the century. So, here's to another 100 episodes. And this has been going for a year, pretty much. Yeah, I think I started it about a year ago, probably February, March time last year. And it's now the end of February 2019. So please only listen to this <sighs> when you can safely close your eyes and if you are watching on YouTube. Please only watch when you can safely close your eyes. And please subscribe. And I'd like to thank... I'm going to move some stuff around about me. I'd like to thank those of you both on podcasts, you know, that listen to me on the podcasts, wherever it may be, uh, iTunes, Spotify whether you're listening on my website, jasonnewland.com, or whether you're watching the videos on YouTube. Um, thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for getting me here to the 101st episode. Because I'll be honest with you, if no one had been listening to these, I would have quit ages ago. And by quit, I, don't, I wouldn't have quit doing the audio recordings I just wouldn't have continued with these particular ones you know the let me bore you to sleep because you know I've done seasons I've done uh, specific things in the past lots of different ones like healing words uh, what's it hypno chats hypnotic buffet so I've done these uh, you know, daily hypnosis. I've done these things where, you know, I thought maybe I'll continue doing them for a long time. And I've done some of them for a few months. Um, but then, I don't know, it's not so much that people weren't listening, because they were. Uh, and on YouTube, I was getting quite a few views for the hypnotic buffets and hypno chats in the past but because most of a lot of my podcast well most of my podcasts are on Spreaker and I get to see the really kind of detailed statistics and I've, I've kind of seen how the audiences increased I mean daily it's increasing um, so it's really good. I'm really appreciating that. And another thing is my SoundCloud podcast is back online. 
uh, I didn't actually delete the podcast. I cancelled it so that it was going to run out in three days' time. And I I think I contacted most of my followers on there to tell them to go to Spreaker. Uh, And I made all the sessions private so people couldn't listen to anything and just put a big banner saying go to Spreaker with a, you know, with a link. Well, over the, since yesterday or the day before, I've uploaded nearly a thousand. Didn't realise I had that many recordings. So it's 955 or something uh, recordings that I've uploaded to SoundCloud. And... Uh, it's all up and running again. It's, it was still up and running, just there wasn't anything to listen to because I put everything onto private as well as deleting quite a lot. So now I've just re-uploaded everything. And it's going to look a bit weird because I had 51,000 uh, plays on there. And now when you look at it, it's going to think, wait a minute, how can there's 51,000 plays then you look at some of the audios and there's only two or three plays on each one. It's like, huh? So as I've uploaded them, I've had about nearly 3,000, I think, plays in the last couple of days. But that's pretty normal when I sort of upload new stuff to SoundCloud. I get a lot of... Uh, I don't know why, actually, but I seem to get a lot of plays. Um quite quickly but it's mildly boring isn't it to tell you about that the I I think I did the 55th episode of deep sleep whisper hypnosis so that's my 55th so only 45 away from the 100 on that one which is just over, so what, the end of the month, so that'll be April, by April I might have hit the 100, which will be weird, but then by April I might have 130, or whatever, of these, so it'll be interesting to see, I don't know how many days, so we'll see February now, we're at the end, I think it's the it's either the twenty fifth or the twenty sixth of, of February two thousand and nineteen. I'll be honest, I lose track of the days. I spent a lot of the day in bed today. Um which is a little bit wasteful because it's been statistically it's been the hottest day. Uh, in February that we've ever had in this country since records began. They love doing They are the news and the weather loves that, don't they? Oh, this is the... You know, all the way through January, this is the hottest day of the year. This is the coldest day of the year. It's like, yeah, it's the 1st of January. Of course it's the hottest day of the year. It's going to be the hottest, the coldest, the windiest, the wettest, everything. It's the 1st of January. The most poos have been done of the year. 
You know, the most food's been eaten of the year. It's the first of the month of the first of the year. It's first of January. The most showers have had been done in a year. You know, just... Okay, I'll stop. I'll stop now. I'll calm down. All right, back on track. It's fine. Everything's fine. So, yeah, apparently today, or, yeah, still, still, still is Monday. It's about half ten. In the evening... When I finish recording this, it's very what that you'd probably be interested in. I don't even know why I'm telling you this, but I'm going to eat some ice cream and watch The Walking Dead. Uh, this week's edition, which just came out tonight. So yeah, that's that's my plan. That's going to be my little reward for. You know, sometimes I can't be bothered to make a recording, but when I start, it's just it's fairly comes together fairly nicely, usually. Although someone said to me the other day that this is just easy, doesn't take any effort to do these recordings and I'm putting no effort in there's there's effort involved there's um, I don't know there's there's effort after the event there's the production you know it's the editing side although (laughs) to be honest the editing involves uh, Why well, I upload the audio to Spreaker. I'm using the Spreaker app to record this. Got a microphone on my label, my label, my labia, not my labia. But you know what? What is it? The the bit at the top of your, um, uh, like near your neck. You know the of your top. It's not the labia, is it? Is it la- la- label label? Patel label well the microphone basically clips on there I mean it doesn't have to go there I could put it on my socks but I wouldn't be able to hear myself probably and that attaches to the phone and uh, use the app to record I can record live so I can stream live uh, but I don't do that too often just because I don't need the added pressure, to be fair. You know, if if someone knocks at the door, I can press, I can continue recording, go and see the person, and then come back and just edit it out at the end. I can't, I can't do that if I'm live, and it's just easier. I just, I prefer to just relax you know so I upload it to Spreaker and then I download it from Spreaker to my laptop and then I edit the audio on an audio editing software and usually 
all I need to do is just cut the beginning and cut the end, you know, because I always leave a space. I always leave maybe 10, 15, 20 seconds before I talk and at the end as well. Sometimes I'll mutter some stuff and, you know, cough and just sneezed. I actually, right near the end of, uh, it was this morning, I did the Deep Sleep Whisper session 55 um, and I was right near the end and I could feel a sneeze coming on and I thought well, I could just end this but it wasn't the right time to end it because today's session was more of a chat and talk a guidance rather than an actual um you know it's some of the recordings I do the deep sleep ones there's the whisper ones is it ends with me like whisper well, I'm always whispering but it ends with a real kind of gentle ending I'm not saying that sometimes you know I do different endings I don't have like a drum roll or anything you know cymbals they don't do anything like that but Sometimes I'll say goodbye, you know, thank you, see you next time. I don't do it so much on them ones, but sometimes I do. And today was one of those times when I was going to sort of come to an end and say, see you next time, or just, you know, wind it down. But I sneezed, and I, I, it was a proper. It was really loud, but not. Sp it wasn't a sprayy one. It wasn't. You know, when you're standing on a beach and the the waves, you know, the waves are coming, and you get the spray from the from the from the the sea. Sometimes you don't get the you don't get any spray at all. It was like that. It was just it's like it was an internal it was external and then it kind of internally went internal sneeze I don't know what that was about I kind of sneezed inside myself you know years ago I remember I think it was about 19 probably early 90s it was in the papers saying that Sneezing is like having an orgasm. No, it's not. That's all I've got to say on that one. It's like having an, the only the only really yeah you might have to wipe yourself afterwards, but that's other than that, it's not. It's not. There's a bit, you know, I've sneezed, or we've all sneezed, and yeah, you get, it can be nice, but you know, I never had to light a cigarette after sneezing, even when I used to smoke, because I, I don't now, but when I did, I never used to have to light a cigarette, like sneeze like two or three times, like, oh, 
Oh, here's a lighter. Oh, I need to... No, never. It was never just... So, yeah, um... I'm trying to rewind. I don't know where I got onto sneezing. Oh, I sn yeah, I sneezed during this recording. It was right at the end of the... I had to edit it out. Luckily, with such things like coughing or sneezing or, you know, any kind of loud sounds, it shows up on the audio by looking at it. You can see the, the up and down of the audio. I don't know if that makes sense, but you can see there's a big spike when it comes to, like, a sneeze or a cough or any other noises made from the body and I mean some noises I just leave in but when it comes to sneezes it's it's a little bit it was a little bit too well especially if I'm doing this I'm doing a whisper recording I'm like and now you can blah 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 whisper 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 then suddenly you hear a sneeze, like a massive sneeze. It's, yeah, I don't think it would be very good. So I edit I always feel so tired when I do these recordings. So I edited it out. And I do the fade in at the beginning, fade out at the end. I'm learning, learning a few little tricks along the way when it comes to editing stuff. Things that I've not learned, but I've come across by accident, you know. I thought, ah, oh, that's interesting. I never really thought. So using a tool for something other than what it's supposed to be used for. Or, you know, f or hadn't thought about using it for something different. So, it's, uh, I suppose it's kind of similar to using a fork to the first person that thought, you know what, I can actually use a fork to, to mash potato. Don't need a potato masher. I'm not a big fan of potato mashers. You know the the ones with the handles and the metal ones. Not some, not so bad. I don't mind the metal ones as such, but the plastic ones. If you, I say, I reckon if you went around the country, any country that has potatoes. Um, I don't know if all countries do have potatoes uh, or even have mashed potatoes you have to let me know just leave a comment because I know that people from all around the world are listening to this if you don't have mashed potato where you live I don't mean you can't buy where well, you can buy mashed potato but in packets in supermarkets you can actually buy mashed potato and heat it up but you know when I say mashed potato it's not something that you 
you pick off a tree it's, it's, uh, but if you don't have mashed potato where you live then leave a comment um, and while you're at it you know, maybe tell me how great I am <laughs> I'm going to keep on about that I'm going to try and coax people into saying that they like me just pretend just pretend so pretend it's a relationship and you can use forks to do the mashed potato and it's a bit scrapey it's a bit scratchy you know to the saucepan it's a little bit scratchy and scrapey you know it's just you might wear the saucepan out a little bit quicker than it would have ordinarily have been worn out and you might have a few little bits of I don't know the you know stuff that stops the food from sticking to the saucepan maybe you'll have a little bit of that material in mixed in with your food but um other than that it's you know forks are quite good for mashed potato not so, I don't know about big forks I quite like forks that are thin but I'm just thinking cause you know you can get forks that are thin you can get those other forks that are quite I want to say it's like not arthritic but they're just quite stumpy quite big swollen kind of forks the, the, I think they're quite old fashioned <laughs> and you can get the really thin thin forks that are just but then you can get forks that are quite sort of somewhere in between the forks I've got at the moment yeah, they're not they're not expensive, they're pretty cheap. I don't have anything that's expensive. I think it's everything I've got's pretty 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 cheap. I don't have a, a lot of it's just you make do, don't you? You make do in life. It's if you can't afford Ferrari then you get a car that you can afford because I wonder why that's why Ford did so well because it sounds like afford I can afford that can you afford that? yeah I can afford that they've like missed the A off yeah I can afford I can afford that car ah I um, I don't drive I had driving lessons. Is it? It's gonna. I don't know. I can't believe I'm telling you this. Well, I had a lesson. I, I had driving lessons with two different places, and one was in London when I lived in London as a young man, a very, very, very young man, twenty years old, I think I was, at the time, and. Because in London, and I, I'm being, um, how do I, generalising, because nothing's always anything, is it? But uh, 
in London, where I used to live, the roads weren't big. They were, some of them were long, but they weren't very wide. Yet there was cars parked both sides. So it was a case of driving. Only one car could get down at a time and other cars had to wait. And they, it was a constant like giving way to each other so you could actually get down the road, which is, I think, a really rubbish way to to live, really. But I suppose people get used to it, don't they? If that's what they're used to. <laughs> you get used to the things you're used to. And... But I did it and I thought, you know what, this is rubbish. I mean, where I lived, I could walk to work quicker than the bus travelled. I could actually walk and the bus would be ahead of me and then I'd walk past the bus as it was stuck in traffic. And I'd get to where I was going before the bus even got there. It's, you know, it's really, it's handy if you don't want to walk, obviously, or if you're, you know, you need to sit down and buses are great in that situation, but where I live now, I live like 10 miles away from anything. The nearest town is like about 10 miles away. So it's too far to walk. I've done it, I have walked it, but I didn't get that little tingly feeling of uh, accomplishment that you thought I might have done. Didn't really, know. It's a lot. Also, I get a bit sweaty sometimes. You know, when, I, when I'm walking and I've got a big jacket on and even though it's cold, I need the jacket on but it's like this there's a whole different I don't know it's it's like there's a a different um terrain going on inside the jacket so outside the jacket is like you know two degrees or really three degrees um four degrees you know maybe minus even. So it's cold outside, but inside it's it's very strange. It's you know it's like being it's like it's the the North Pole outside, but inside I'm kind of in Australia, and it's really warm, and my armpits are like little beaches and barbecues and stuff so it's a different climate and it's it's not not very pleasant because then when I get I get to where I'm going take my hat off I've been sweating it looks like I just got out of the shower it doesn't because if if I look like that people would run Plus, I don't wear me hat in the shower. Imagine wearing a hat in a shower. And you might say, yeah, what about a shower hat? What about a shower hat? Well, they're not, they're called shower caps, aren't they? 
Yeah, yeah, but hats are cool. Caps, caps and hats. Similar thing, isn't it? Because it goes on your head, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Cats and hats and pats and wax me. You just sound silly now. I know. I can't help it. Okay. Bye then. So yeah, I. I don't like the plastic potato meshes because if you this is what my point was going to be if you travelled all the way around the country and you went into 10,000 houses yeah and collected 10,000 potato meshes plastic ones It would take ages. <laughs> it would take forever. No, if you did that, maybe not ten thousand. Let's say a thousand. Say a thousand. Say a hundred. Even it doesn't have to be. You know, it doesn't have to go all out. It could be a hundred, or maybe a thousand, five hundred. I bet you those plastic potato meshes will have bits in them those holes will have bits they won't be clean they won't be the kind of cleanliness that you'd expect They're, they will look a bit like a teenager's in between a teenager's toes I say teenager I'm just remembering myself when I was a teenager I constantly had black bits in between my toes my feet stunk. It was terrible. And I haven't had black bits between my toes since I've been an adult. But when I was a, when I was a teenager, it's like fungus was growing. Now, I'm not saying that everybody that has a plastic mashed potato or potato masher has fungus growing in the holes or in between the holes of the potato masher I'm not saying that okay because that might be considered rude and you know I'm if there's one thing I'm not and that's considerate so I don't want to be uh, you know saying that but you know I've got one and you can't get rid of this stuff. It's stuck. Seriously, if we ever run out of cement, use mashed potato. We could build houses, pyramids. Why would we want to build pyramids? Why? What was even the point of building pyramids? Do you think they just built them for, you know, one day people are going to look at these? I reckon pyramids were built, right, by somebody that didn't really know what he was doing I think there's someone that just like was, it was one of those you know like like a bridge that just collapses you know it's like unless that was wrong we really can't believe we gave him the job sorry Bob you're going to have to go back to road sweeping those those houses that you built. Well, the pointy ones. Yes, the pointy ones. Um, not really any good. Why not? They're pointy. 
Yeah, yeah, I know they're pointy. They have no windows. But they're pointy. Okay. Fair enough. It's, uh, there's a pointy mop there going. Pointy. Yeah, yeah okay. See ya. So it's. I don't think pyramids really. You know, wonder of the world. Mistake of the world, I'd say. Possibly. I don't know. Pointy. You know, it's. Where's the windows? Where's the driveway? Where's the door? Where's the garden? I mean, it's, it's, it's in a desert. There's no garden. I mean, yeah, kids love sand pits. But at some point, no matter how much you love a sand pit, you want to get out of the sand pit and go and do something else. You don't live in the sand pit. You don't want to sleep in the sandpit. You just want to play in the sandpit. Then get out. And do something else. So yeah. I think sand is not the best garden. I might be wrong though. If you live in a place where you've got sand everywhere. Then. Um, here's a question. If you do live somewhere where there's sand everywhere. So, if you do live in a desert, if you're listening to this and you live in a desert, do you ever make sandcastles? I don't know, I'm just, just wondering. Again, you can leave a little comment, just let me know. If you If you live in the desert, and that doesn't have to necessarily mean... Uh, it could be anywhere. It could be Arizona. As uh, they've got deserts in different parts of the world, haven't they? Arabia, uh, Tennessee. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. Um, France. I don't know if they've got deserts in France. Deserts in Belgium. Oh, I went to Belgium once. Actually, I went to Belgium three times, I think. Twice. Oh, we went there when I was a kid on a ferry. Yep, we didn't swim. Uh, It was on a ferry, and it was the Belgium ferry. Andre's awakened. He's running around now. Oh, if you want to see a cute picture, I just posted a picture of Andre on my Facebook page. He's asleep. It's just part of his face hanging out of the of his bag. That sounds wrong, but part of his face. Um, his face is intact, but just the the way he was just... Yeah, have a look at it. He's asleep. It's very cute. It's very cute. Um... He's been very tactile with me lately. A lot more so. Not quite sure why. That earlier I was having a little sleep. Probably probably between 6.30 and 8, something like that. I just went and laid down for a little bit and he was asleep. And then I heard him, I kind of, I was only partly asleep. But I heard him just like run into the 
into the bedroom and he jumped onto the bed and he started to like sniff, sniff me like he does and he started to nibble at my fingers and have a bit in between my finger and my, my thumb and my first finger he likes that little bit of meat in between them so he likes to like nibble on that a little bit and lick that and then he he started licking my lips it was like he just wanted me to be awake he wanted me to I suppose to do something and he started biting my eyes like the top of my eye not biting just nibbling just gently and uh, if he bit me I'd, I'd be in hospital he's he just nibbles very very gently but it's very very sensitive area to be fair and uh, so I gave him a cuddle and as soon as I did that he tries to get away he's uh, he wants everything on his terms he does so I just grabbed him and I wouldn't let go and he came like that which I think is get off what do you want go away I sometimes think he's waiting for me just to die so he can eat me that's what he does when he climbs on the bed he's just like nibbling just to see if I, I react if not then he can go and get his knife and fork bless him So I went to Belgium and yeah, twice. The first time I was very young, went with my dad, went with the family basically and my stepmom, not a, not a fan of boats, really not a fan of boats and uh, she shared her... Uh, she 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 shared her disapproval with being on the boat with the sea. <laughs> yeah, she spent a lot of time talking to the sea. Had her head hanging over the side of the boat. So yeah, I don't know what she was talking about. But um, now Andre's climbing on me now. Right, let's have to move the phone out of the way so we don't get onto it. What do you want, mate? Hey, no, you can't go on the microphone. You've got to behave yourself. Yes, you do. Are oh, you going to lick lick my in between my thumb and my finger? He's usually okay, but I've got a friend he does that with, and he bites. He really bites hard. Oh, his new thing now, because he's got a girlfriend, and basically his girlfriend is an old slipper of mine. But that's, I've talked about this before, it's the head and the shoulders of his girlfriend. And he, he he's very creative, and he finds something else to use as the lower body. Which is probably no different to what a dog does. It's just it's kind of the same kind of thing. Um, 
but there's something about the slipper this he just actually drives him uh, he's, he's, he's got a relationship with that slipper so uh, so sometimes he uses carrier bags for the bottom half and he scrunches it all up and just spends ages sometimes up to an hour uh, doing his thing but recently he started using one of his cuddly toys here's the little sneeze there and it's a little blue toy that I bought him I can't remember when he's got loads of loads of toys dotted all over the place and he started using the blue toy as the the body of his girlfriend and I just I don't know why but I just thought that was so cute it's the it's as if he like brought home his first girlfriend you know it's like daddy I'd like you to meet Sarah oh hello Sarah hello I'm just going to go and take Sarah into the bedroom and introduce her to Polly who's Polly that's the Polly's head that's, that's my girlfriend's head Sarah's my girlfriend's body oh okay Polly, because maybe it's a polyamorous relationship. God, I love, I don't like puns at all. I don't, I'm really a non-pun person. I don't really like them. I don't dislike them, I just don't. I did one though, actually. Um, that I was quite pleased with. The other. It was a few months back. I was with my friend and I think we were trying to say well, what is the the name of this person celebrity or something and uh, he said is it, is it saying I'm Eva so what, but the best way to say it is it Eva I said and I, I came back quick as a flash about 10 minutes later I don't know Eva or Iva is fine I felt really good about myself for three three seconds I reckon don't really do puns but that was kind of like a punny a punny-ish kind of moment I think if you do puns, you need to, or if to appreciate puns, you kind of need to be a, a student of the English language or whatever language you you talk, because I'm sure there's puns in other languages as well. I'm sure, it's not just an English thing. Or that might be. I don't know. And I'm not really a, a student of anything. Uh, so I, just, no, I know enough words to get by but I definitely could not I could not teach English I don't think I don't know could I? no I don't 
Although, you know, I do... What well, did someone say once that the, the best way, the best universal language is love? So if, you, if you're in love with somebody, you can learn their language much easier than by any books or courses because you really want to understand what they're talking about and what they're saying. That's why I've had a few girlfriends that have been from other countries. Because I find the relationship lasts a lot longer when the person I'm with doesn't know what I'm saying. And once they start to understand what I'm talking about, that usually kind of it's the end of the relationship. But, but I usually get a good few weeks in. Some people say communications is the backbone of any relationship. Well, it's really weird. Just as we said that, Andre's coming, holding his girlfriend's head, the slipper, and he makes that noise. Did you hear that? I don't know if you can hear that in the background. It's funny. It's very funny, some of the sounds that he makes. And you know, because he's a big boy now, he's he's over three years old. And what's it, August, September, October, November, December, January, three and a half. But he still squeaks. <laughs> still squeaks like really like high pitched and I'm kind of waiting for his voice to break I don't think it's ever going to happen you know I think of him as like a big boy because he was so tiny when I got him and now he's long he's big he's heavy and he's not big but you know he's big compared to what he was and And when I tread on him, you know, I've got to catch him sometimes, but when I get to tread on him, no, I don't, I don't purposely do it. But he's, he's just like squeaks. And, uh, or just generally when he's like playing with me or he wants me to let him go or like you just, you know, really kind of squeaky. That's cute. Just doesn't, but it doesn't suit him because he's too old now. I just, I just, no, I just thought his voice would break. I thought he'd, you know, when I was a kid, when I was little, had a, a dog, and I feel it was mainly just my dad wanted to appease his wife. And wanted to, he, he got a dog, I suppose. Either that way, he wanted a dog, I don't know. But got like, and he got a, a St. Bernard, which, which is that for, to, if you're going to get a dog, for a first dog, 
St Bernard is probably not the fur, the best choice if it's your first ever dog because you you need to you need some preparation for that um i think i'm not saying i'm not i'm not comparing getting a st bernard puppy with uh doing a triamphalon is it triamphalon triathlon or you know the olympics it's not it's not the same as competing in an olympic olympic uh competition but the point is if you're going to compete in the olympics you need to have some kind of preparation beforehand you know some smaller contests leading up to the olympics learning the basics you know but then training probably for years and years before you get to that level that's St Bernard's it's an understatement to say and you might call them St Bernard's it's an understatement to say that they are big dogs because they are huge huge dogs the weight of an adult the weight of a big large adult you know probably within about a year of um, that's my finger by the way bit of uh, sound effects there and we had a big house we did have a big I mean there's a lot of, of us so we needed it there was there's only one room that wasn't being used most of the time, one spare bedroom, because that that was just for visitors and stuff. But we had how many bedrooms? Is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So there was seven bedrooms. And then as as things changed, it got to the point where, because one of the bedrooms was being used as a games room. And my little brother, he had the little room. And I had another room downstairs. And then... My two older brothers were upstairs. But then the little room became like an office or a solarium. I think there was a, like a, a sunbed in there. I never went under the sunbed. Um, but I think that's, yeah, there was a sunbed in there, I'm pretty sure. And my little brother moved into the room that I was in before. So it was a bigger room. Plus, he was little. He needed more space to play and stuff. And I moved upstairs into my oldest brother's room, and he moved next door into the bigger room. And then. I 
kind of a shame to lose that playroom because that was quite cool. We had a table tennis table in there and pool and snooker table. Had a, it was all one thing. Not not like it wasn't like uh, Transformers, you know, just transformed into different things. But there there was a snooker table, not not full size. It wasn't that big, but it was still a nice size. But the table tennis table was built specifically so that it fitted over the top of the snooker table. Sounds like I was rich, doesn't it? Yeah, so I just let's go. Should should we go to the snooker room, shall we? Mm, yeah, have a brandy. Mm. Wasn't quite like that. Um, brandy. I think I had brandy once. I used to work with this bloke, and he was from from Jamaica. And he he was a bit like a. He kind of took me under his wing a bit. Because he was just really, he was probably in his 50s and he was wise. And for me, it was like a wise old man because I was like maybe 22, 23. And he said, yeah, son. I said, you're right, Alf, Alfie or whatever his name was. He calm down, man. Have a brandy. And I said, all right, then he said, no, I haven't actually got a brandy on me. When you go home, try a brandy. So I did, because I really liked him, and he used to calm me down, because I used to be a little bit of a... a bit... uh, a little bit full-on, maybe, sometimes, when I was younger. And he used to kind of bring me down to earth. Very calm, I liked him a lot. And he say, and he he give me these little wise sayings and these uh, what do you say? Don't yeah, don't don't walk too fast so that you end up treading on the other person's feet. I said okay. He said, get off my feet, please. No, he didn't say that. Uh, but I, I don't know what he said. I can't remember anything. Uh, but I did try brandy, like in his out of, I suppose, kind of respect for him. Just because I did, so I really liked him, and so I had this brandy, and it just it was weird. Just not really for. Me. I'm not really a spirits person like alcoholic spirits and love poltergeist but I'm not really into brandy whiskey can't do I'll tell you about that another time that's a big story about that but brandy no I've never had a bad it didn't have a bad experience with it I just I tried it out I got like a little half bottle or quarter or whatever Um, definitely warmed up my cockles um, but other than that, so I went to Belgium, and we got there, and it took so long to get there, and the weather was so choppy that we didn't end up going off the boat. We just came straight back. So that that was the first journey. The second journey, I went in 
1988 and I went with some friends from well people that I worked with I worked in this warehouse um, well, I worked in a company that did uh, that made electric meters and my job my first job there was because I worked there three times was to pack meters so I put the meters in the boxes doing it by number you know so crossing them off and and then putting them onto a pallet uh, spin wrapping the pallet uh, you know making the boxes all that kind of stuff uh, loading unloading lorries and you know anything pretty much that involved in the job and so we all decided a few of us went let's go to Belgium for the day one Saturday or Sunday so we did it we all went up and it was quite weird because there's probably about five or six of us I think and I've never been the most travelled person and that was my first time abroad ever that I'd actually set foot on uh, I was going to say foreign soil but you know on a yeah, outside of my own country and well I had been to Wales and Scotland and Newcastle I did end up going to Ireland but that was later on uh, when I was 24 so yeah I went to Belgium and there was a couple of incidences one was we went to to town is it Zeebrugge Bruges or I don't know and we were walking down some roads and one of the lads was walking f further ahead or he, he turned a corner and he started yelling and we're like what's going on he said look, look. and he, was, he came running up to us and said there's a lady in the window and she's naked and uh, so that was well, obviously we all went and had a look no she she wasn't naked she was she had like had a had uh, she had clothes on but not not a lot and it's like I didn't know what to make of all that stuff because we don't have that kind of thing in England um, as far as I know and so that was interesting and then we carried on we got a burger in a place and it was like an ice cream place it was really nice but the food was raw the burgers were raw which is a bit weird it's, I don't know if it's you know I'm, I'm used to cooked food so that was a bit I'm not sure if we got ill, I can't remember. But then, on the ferry back, um, I don't know what happened, there must be something in the water, but the, 
yeah, I think it was in the cinema. We were watching the film, and people started trashing the place, and it was like a big, um, very unusual, a lot of uh, weirdness occurred on the trip back. So it was quite a good trip. It was quite fun. I quite liked it. Um, One of the things I always liked, and I even when I went to Ireland, I went there, I suppose, four trips, four, four ferry trips, you know, there and back twice. No, there and back. Yeah, there and back twice. Um, I loved being on a ferry as it was leaving England. And seeing the throth of the propeller, you know, behind the ship. And just... I remember when I was younger, I used to feel the... I think especially when I went to France. So I went from Dover to France in 1989. And I could just feel the tension leaving me as I was just sailing away from Dover. But that might be more to do with Dover than anything else, I don't know. But it was so nice just to be moving away, going somewhere different, somewhere new. To a new land. Right, I'm going to go. Hopefully this has been nice and boring for you. I'll speak to you next time. Bye.